This time on TNT. Truro's new favorite pastime, rain spotting. We play a new game, what's their handle? And we reflect on the passing of a comedy legend, Norm MacDonald. It's all coming up right now on TNT. Hey, bud. I love weeks like this. Sometimes it's like, what do you want to talk about in the pod? I don't know. What do you want to talk about? This week we have, I wonder if we're going to have enough time to get to all the stuff that we need to talk about. I know. There's just so much great stuff going on. And again, bear with me because they're, uh, they're drilling outside. They're banging. And, and they're doing, yeah, they're doing some mason work. Anyway. Exciting. So yeah. A lot of stuff going on. So, so what do you want to start with? Well, I know exactly what I want to start with, and I think you do too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you, uh, OLP you. played Rock the Hub in Truro this past weekend. And Jared texted me on Thursday and said, did you get tickets? Are you going to OLP? And I said, honestly, couldn't get tickets. My buddy Snides was coming up for the concert, and he he was been asking for the last few weeks, do you think you're going? And I was like, I don't think there are tickets, because they had like weekend deals and there are lots of good bands um but you know life is busy and um thought for uh uh both uh music um in the music sense and also just for the story it's kind of funny the idea that i would go to olp a band that by the way carol has as you know jer loved for a long time yeah um yeah so so I got you tickets. I called. I gave Steve a text, and he's more than happy to to hook you up. So, Which was yeah. so nice. So the story's already good. You getting me tickets yeah. to go see OLP. It's already great. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Saturday, uh, day of the concert, I'm driving down Roby Street in um, Truro, and I pass someone in fluorescent sneakers, a pedestrian, and kind of a fluorescent toque, and I said, "There's rain." And Carol was like, where? And I, and I pointed and she was like, oh, is it? So he was, wa- we were on our way to do a couple errands. He was walking towards kind of where the, um, you got your Sobeys and shoppers and Canadian Tire places like that. Um, so I thought, of course, how funny, like live in a small town. Um, we don't leave home much. We go in town and of course we passed rain. And he stands yeah. out, right? He's uh, yeah. Uh, the, what he's wearing was not um, something you would often see in Truro. Um, so he's pretty kind of, uh, I would classify him as uh, focused on the task at hand, which we didn't know what it was yet. So we do a couple errands. Um, you didn't know what he was out, what he was going to get. Yeah, just what yet. Was, rain is on, on the move. Yeah. Where is he going? So then um, uh, we do our errands and I go to Canadian Tire and get in line and he's ahead of me paying for something. And this is the most nervous I've ever been in my life. I was like, man, I have to take a picture to prove it. But I'm so close that he would say, are you taking a picture of me? And there would be no lying about it. I would have to fess up like yes actually i am but he would recognize you for sure well, if he I, looked and I saw you i guess so he definitely would 100% i guess so but he was so focused like i was within i'm going to say 5 and a what half did, feet 
What do you he's at Canadian Tire, so is that far from where he was? Like, well, I'm guessing the hotel they're staying, it's probably a 10, 12 minute walk. Not crazy. <laughs> okay. But people don't really go for walks here. Like, I've been out walking and people will stop and say, do you need a ride? Like, it's not the kind of place that you just go for a walk. So, on this busy um, main thoroughfare, it's like people get off and get gas, get off the highway and get gas, they get a Starbucks and get back on. But it's not a place that, like, we should stroll down Roby Street. It's very commercial, um, not park-like at all. So, he was on a mission. So, the only thing, I was 90% sure it was him, and then I, the second... They said, would you like a reusable bag or uh, um, a plastic bag? And he said, reusable. And I was like, okay, I know that voice. That's him for sure. <laughs> so I was close enough to, to hear him. But somehow he didn't cast a glance my way at all. Okay. So off he goes. I pay for my stuff. I get back to the car. I'm like, Carol, this is hilarious. And then I think I texted you the picture. Yeah, you sent me the picture. And I, I was like, I knew from like when I looked at the phone and it's small and there's like the silhouette. I'm like, it rains there for sure. It That's does rain. have a Sasquatch quality to it. It's kind of grainy. I was so nervous. It's so out of character. I would never do something like that, but I just thought it's hilarious. So So, um, I get back to the car and Carol's like, what is wrong with you basically? Because I couldn't stop giggling and the phone rings and it's you. And you were asking like, what's he doing? What's he buying? I didn't know. So It was just so funny. So I took some video of him walking. Like we drove by one way. We were actually, honestly, I swear on the eyes of my children, we were going to the co-op to get shavings and horse food and they were closed. So we drove by him and then half a block later, I turned around and drove back the other way because the co-op was closed. And Carol's like, dude, he knows you're taking video of him walking, but I really don't think he did. I really don't think he did. So the rain spotting is out of control. And you sent me like like three different angles. I know. Of him walking. And my kids are like, "What are you doing?" And it, just to to be clear, I don't have any beef with him. I don't no, know him. Um, I just thought it was fascinating that the the cliche of like a small town and uh, whatever, of course I see him. Like I can't not see him the one day he's in town. You didn't see anybody else from the whole festival. No. Sheepdog, Sam Roberts guys. No one. (laughs) Or even like Coots or Steve. No. (laughs) Just straight up Rainburger. Yeah. Everywhere. It was raining rain. So we started to the conversation, well, where was he? Like, what does he get at Canadian Tire? He's not getting an appliance or a rake or uh, something for the pool. Like, he's not getting something he would take with him. It doesn't make sense. And and there's no way, like, because he passed, like, a shopper's and a Sobeys, right? So he wasn't getting food. or Right. And you said um, maybe something musical. And I was yeah. like, he walked right by the brand new Long and McQuaid in town. He didn't. He didn't stop there. He was empty-handed. So whatever he needed was only available at Canadian Tire. So you were like, 
maybe a Vitamix or something for smoothies. You can't take that with you. Yeah. They could probably make that at the hotel for him or something. Like, you wondered yeah. if it was something for his throat. Maybe he had a sore throat. He walked a right steamer. by Sharpers. A steamer. Yeah, so it was kind of a fascinating <laughs> like game to a guess. A small appliance, a toaster. Like, hedge clippers. <laughs> like, nothing makes, like, a bag of charcoal. Nothing makes sense. Until. <laughs> a basketball. Yeah. Yeah, soccer cleats, a pair of skates. Nothing makes sense. Until. <laughs> I look at his Instagram page, and he is. There's a leather jacket hanging there, and it says "Hotel Room Art Project," and it's something like um, uh, paint markers and patience. So there's their new song is "Stop Making Stupid People Famous." So he used paint markers to write S M S P F on his sleeves with paint markers. So it was paint markers. That's what he was getting at Canadian Tire. Oh, man, that's classic. So Kara's like, I, I'm really surprised how consumed by this you are, but it was just such a mystery. Like, I don't understand why Canadian Tire. That's such a specific place you go when you need sp- certain specific things. And it didn't make sense that it was something, like, related to his trade because there would be crew people or the festival yeah, like hosts. Send, send the runner or whatever, yeah. Yeah. So he just must have tied, like, that's oh, a nice day. I'll go for a walk and I'll grab some paint markers. <laughs> so you would know this. If the show's at 1030, what time do you have to be at the venue? Uh, well, there's probably not a sound check because it was a festival. So there's probably just a line check or a tiny sound check. <clears throat> so I would imagine rain probably wouldn't go to the sound check if there was one. So... Like, yeah, ten, uh, when were they on? 10.30? Yeah. Yeah, probably get there at 9, something like that, 9.30. <clears throat> really? I don't know, yeah, depending on the, the how far it is. From Would the, Duncan from and Steve hotel. go to the line check, or does the line check that, like just kind of yeah, happen no, right they, before you go on? They'll be, they would be at a sound check of some semblance, 100%, yeah. for sure. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's classic, man. I love that. Rain spotting. Rain spotting all over town. So, um, Carol's uh, sister was having some folks over on the night, so we were mostly there. And then um, uh, the girls were there, too. And so Carol and I slipped away to go watch the show. And you guys have some bangers, man. Like, there's there's some great songs. And even some... Like, remember when we saw Blue Rodeo and you're like, yeah, I knew X, Y, and Z, but I'd forgotten about A, B, and C. I kind of had that feeling seeing them because yeah. you guys have way more, I don't know whether to say was seeing them. I guess, I guess I did see them. I didn't see you guys, but you guys had some huge hits. Yeah. Well, there's the single, there's a lot of singles on a lot of records. That's the, the good part about a long career, I guess, is yeah. you need to be able to play a bunch of hits. <clears throat> And that's for sure. We we could do a, you know ninety minutes of mostly hits. Crazy. That means you get to tour for the rest of your life. Now that's the good thing about that. <clears throat> right. So yeah. Um. So it it was it was uh, interesting uh, to see them. Um. You know, it was it was great to hear the hits. They played some new stuff. 
like they the stop making <clears throat> stupid people famous and stuff and um rain said that's really fun for them because they haven't gotten to play it much i'm sure yeah um but you realize watching those um well any musicians like that's why you do it right and then not being able to do it for 18 months that's that must have been a real bummer for people so i'm sure it feels good to be back up there yeah, for sure. I, everybody has been saying that <clears throat> that uh, even if they're playing a small show, it's just nice to be playing again. Yeah. So for sure. I saw Ryan from the Sheepdogs. He's such a sweet dude. Oh yeah, he's a bod. He's a, a turbo ground floor, bod. A ground floor bod from day one. That guy. Yeah, we, we had one of those like, hey, what? Good, huh? Yeah, How's, he's awesome. Huh? Hard to kind of have a proper catch up. Um, but it was great to see him and frankly, it was great to have like a bunch of traffic around town. It was good that like, uh, people were eating in restaurants and all that stuff. So yeah, that's what I did on Saturday. So thanks for making it happen. Cause I know the, uh, it's a tiny bit weird, but, um, didn't get to see Steve or Duncan afterwards, but had a nice text exchange with them. And that was very kind (sighs) of yeah. Of him to do and kind of you to ask so thank you i'm glad you i'm glad you enjoyed it and uh of course those guys are gonna hook you up so no problem yeah but that was cl- classic and all always glad glad you had a good time <clears throat> i wonder how how it felt for those guys to play yeah what do you mean just like back at it or um yeah i'm sure it was awesome yeah is there something about um an outdoor festival where the sound kind of escapes into the air or are outdoor festivals fun? Yeah, they're great, man. It, <clears throat> the, the, the thing about it is you, you know, those festivals, um, there's a feeling when you're out there and in, in outside listening to music. It's, it's amazing. Uh, some of the coolest shows I've ever seen have been outside. Really? I think it's because you're outside. Yeah. For sure. Do you if approach the way you play and... to a live, uh, a live out, outside show differently than you do in an arena or something? No, probably not in terms of performance, but um, just the feeling is different. <clears throat> the The sound is different. Like, uh, there's no boom of an arena. It's more of a just kind of goes out into the night. So it's it's yeah, it's awesome. It's a, it's uh, I. Uh, like I remember some of those Molson Park shows in in Barrie. It was just epic. Just the feeling. Not not just the ones I played, but even ones I went to, like Lollapalooza, or, or uh, you know, I, I saw two Lollapaloozas there. I saw Pearl Jam there. I saw I saw so many great bands, <clears throat> and it was a great venue. It was like a natural kind of shaped uh, amphitheater, so you could see. And there's, I think, like 50,000 people could come. So it was just a huge, beautiful space. And now it's a bunch of houses. Wow. Yeah. Why? For the box. So it wasn't that, as a venue, it became obsolete or... Well, because it was the Molson Brewery. They owned that area, right? Right. And when they closed down, they just sold it to developers. Yeah. 
Crazy. Big bucks, man. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, moving on. We're back to school. The kid, Annalise, I got to give an update. She's super stoked. The boys are happy in high school, but they're with their friends. But Anna's made new friends. No she's way. she's super excited. Yeah, she loves it. Awesome. So, so cool. She's uh, She joined the cross-country team. And uh, she, she's, uh, yeah, she's into it. Like, she loves it. She's, I'm, I'm so proud of her for just jumping right in there and going for it. She's that type of person. She's not afraid at all. She got her ears pierced. All psyched for that. Going to the mall. Like, I'm going right there to Claire's to get my ears rocked. Did they do so, both ears at the same time? Yeah. Yeah. Because if they do one, then some maps are like, no way. Oh, really? Not doing the other one. Yeah. So sometimes they do the sneak attack on both ears. Yeah, no, she didn't. She was almost like, bring it on. I think the whole thing with the school had her adrenaline pumped. So she's like, let's do this. Aww. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. So wh- yeah, what is the um, after school, like outside of school hang move? Like, we, will you add me on Facebook Messenger? Or do you want to FaceTime tonight? Or do you want to meet at the park? Like what the kids do? Yeah. You mean? My kids? Yeah. How do they keep in touch? Yeah. yeah. They keep in touch on like whatever, like Discord or even like Instagram, but like they all have like private uh, accounts, but they, they're all following each other on the schools. So what is Discord? Discord is just like another type of, you know, messaging thing. It's the kids love it. I don't know what, you know, it's just another one. It's another one, like DJ Khaled would say. <laughs> oh, that map. Right? Discord is oh. another one. Did you know that guy doesn't do anything? <laughs> what, like, I thought he, he, what do you mean? I initially thought he was like a producer and did something in the studio, but all he does is like introduce a producer to an artist and it comes out <laughs> on his album. That's it? He's, yeah, he's like an A&R guy. No. Yeah, I'm not kidding. He doesn't like. I was like, okay, so he produced, he made the beat. No, no, nothing. Just like, hey, here's the guy that does everything. Meet this artist. <laughs> like he'll put a producer with Drake, and it, but it's a DJ Khaled. All he does is yell his name and say another one. <laughs> I wonder if he even does. Like it's probably the same one that he did. Like uh, 10 years ago. Like the guy was like, George Foreman, meet Grill. All right, my work here is (laughs) done. Exactly, yeah. It's it's like a glorified A&R guy. Another one. Another one. He's got some uh, swag, though. He's going to yell his name louder than Will Smith. (laughs) Yeah, imagine how loud he is. Oh, He looks pretty loud to me. Um, uh, by the way, if I sound incredible, it's because I'm using a brand new podcast mic. Oh, what is it? Andrew Stokely. Stokes, oh, he hooked you up. Who does all the Stokes. sound for the Jays and um, has been nice enough to not only listen, but consult uh, with us on kind of matters of sound yeah. over the years. Um, had a list of like mics you might consider. And there was just something about the Yeti Blue, blue Yeti Nano or whatever that... It always sounded kind of thin, and yeah, especially now good. that we're doing like proper host reads. Um, mm. I wanted to see if I could get my pipes cooking a little bit, so I got the Shure. Uh, I don't know, M- MX7. Well, that's legit. It's legit. 
And it came with a little that's stand. A, I debated going all in on the boom arm and stuff, but I think that's just because it looks cool. I don't think it serves any practical function. So it came with a little that's tripod. A couple, that's a couple hundy, no? Yeah. Yeah. 200, 300 bucks? Yeah. So what I'm hoping is episode 264, 263 hours of meh. And then hopefully this will be the start of my new... <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> like, yeah. wow, he has a great voice. I had no idea. So I, I'm turning on the afterburners a little bit, too, just to make sure it sounds tight. Oh, yeah. Dude, the, now you're going to be all crushed. I'm going to have to buy one of those, too. Exactly. <laughs> oh, um, now you're talking the whole time like that? All of a sudden, big yeah. Peter Zowski? Right. Well, that's the thing, Jerry, yeah. Because we use our voice as a tool. That's the thing. <laughs> it's like Brian, Brian Cranston Styles. Um, or Howard Stern Styles. <laughs> yeah. Like, Howard Stern will jump on the mic to just say, I don't know, you know. (laughs) He'll interrupt someone to say that. Um, Okay, moving on even more. Yeah. There's a new uh, Torrens family member. (laughs) Happy. Yeah, what a cutie. Happy the French Bulldog to go with Joy the Leon Burger. And we did a lot of research. Carol's always wanted one for years and years. So uh, we did a lot of research into how do you introduce... Um, a puppy to a slightly older puppy. The timing wasn't great, but there was a specific color we hoped to get. And the guy called and was like, uh, we, ha- we have this. We've never had one before. So um, there are a lot of reasons why it was a bad idea. And only one reason it was a great idea, because we wanted to. And companionship. How old is uh, Happy? Happy's eight weeks old. Uh, must be yeah. nine, actually nine weeks today. Yeah, and um, she's a dear little thing and very tolerant of Joy's sniffing her. Mm-hmm. So there are kind of different strategies to how you introduce them. Some people suggest go to a neutral place and make sure you have lots of like treats for Joy, so you have Joy's attention while someone holding Happy just sort of wanders into the universe. But as long yeah. as Joy is otherwise occupied, then she won't um, put all her attention on that. Some maps were like, just put the puppy in a cage and let the dog, or a kennel, and let the dog like sniff around from outside. But if it starts to bark, that could be pretty traumatic. But the one thing that was not um, different between all the different pieces of advice was puppy will be fine. Don't worry about the puppy. You have to worry about your dog because you're bringing something new into its space. And if it's at all territorial or like you have to give them extra attention it's not unlike bringing a second kid home from the hospital yeah you have to spend more time with the the one that you have yeah to get give it make sure it doesn't feel like hey come on especially dogs right yeah because that's what they're all about is attention well yeah and you just don't want her to feel hurt well yeah they get they can they could be negatively you know put into a, a bummer space and next thing you know they're like hiding underneath a a, a, a table for three hours a day exactly you know what i mean the bummer sad sack dog move no one wants you know, the bummer that. sad sack <laughs> no you can't have that but the good thing is That's there's the no worst. um malice she's not um trying to hurt happy she's just genuinely curious and if anything excited like her tail's wagging and everything it's just that she's so much bigger. If she gives Happy a little snout nudge, Happy's going for a roll. Yeah. 
That's it. That's all good then. That's it. Puppy times. So they're they're getting along overall. Like, are they sleeping and hanging out yet? No, no. We're probably a little helicopter hovery. I mean, Car- <laughs> yeah. Carol's a an animal whisperer. She's doing much of the heavy lifting. Um, mm. So she'll have Happy in her arms and be down on her knees and kind of managing Joy. But if Joy decides to bitch slap Happy, like even just kind of playing with her. That could do some damage. Yeah. So just managing that's a little hard on the head, keeping them kind of and separate or being there when they're around. Has Joy settled down? Because she was like a puppy jumping up and crazy, right? Like, as I'm sure she's gotten over that a little bit, obviously with Carol too. Yeah. Helping that. Little bit. Um, she still she still jumps more. It's like when someone comes in the door, there's 30 seconds of, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Followed by, she's just <laughs> fine. Like yeah. most of the time, she's kind of lying around and really low-key and loving and gentle and all, all those things. But when people come in, and I think it's because we didn't get to socialize her enough during the pandemic. Um, mm. When people come in, she's really fired up. And in doing research, it sounds like the jumping up is kind of a breed thing. Really? So uh, some people say like, yeah, what, by the time they're three, they'll stop doing that. But that's a long time to wait. So mm-hmm. anyway, we're trying. She's a lovely, yeah, t- sweet dog. Um, it's tough when there's a, when they, uh, when they, it's a part of their, their DNA to do like rebel. I don't know if it's the, Pomeranian or the Chihuahua, but like the mark your territory thing. Like if you, if someone leaves a bag that's alien to anything, he'll fire onto it a little bit. Really? <laughs> yeah, and it never, and he does it, and he'll all of a sudden act like super guilty, and like I'm so sorry that I did that, but I can't control it. It's it's just a. Uh, you, uh, there's no dog whisperer episode about like having dogs pee on stuff, right? Is there? Getting that to, them to stop doing that? I don't know. I don't think because like it's such a. I think it's so primal for for Rebs to to uh, to do it because he's like instantly upset and he's acting weird. You know, like he does. Oh my god, I gotta. Oh yeah, no. And the shame starts. You know. Like he's, Lisa will look at him and go, Rebel, what did you do? And he'll, like, his ears go down. <laughs> so he gets bummed out? Big time. As soon as he does it, he'll, he starts acting bummed out. I'm like, oh, man, you know he did it because he's acting like that. So he's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I, I'm he knows he can't. He knows he's not supposed to do it, yeah. But he, he does it anyway. He can't stop. It's really bizarre. Well, we were worried that um, if Happy who's learning to be trained. Um, if what if Happy peed on the floor, for example, would Joy be like, oh, we're doing that now? I got it. And she would kind of regress a little bit yeah. and start doing that well, stuff. Well, it's not, it's, not uh, it's not the peeing on the floor. That's and He doesn't do it, like I'd say he does it like every three months. So he's marking. Like yeah, it's definitely a mark because it's a different type of pee. It's the super yellow style. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's like... And it's like, the gross. It's nasty. It's like asparagus pee. Yeah, it's like the the, the finest batch, the most <laughs> extracted, bestest. 
Imagine what my, goes on my, biologically in a dog's body my, my, to be like, we need yeah. only the finest urine. Yeah, there's like there's like a still going on with like all these maps making it all perfect. But that doesn't make sense. Like, how do they switch <laughs> valves like a train track? I don't, I don't know, man. Who knows? Well, I'm sure the veterinarians know. Well, yeah, and I guess um, with humans, uh, this uh, same exit point can be used uh, for yeah, go. anyway cheers <laughs> yeah let's take a break bud oh let's take a break wouldn't it be funny now if with my new mic people couldn't tell our voices apart because it used to be like yeah one of them sounds great and the other sounds like garbage and now it's like i i don't know i can never tell which one's which um i wouldn't say i sound great on here this mic is good but it's not as good as yours so there will be a difference now probably i don't know maybe there will be We'll see. Um, I just watched a video this morning of a couple from Toronto flew to Newfoundland. Um, They're going to go see Alan Doyle at the Iceberg Alley Festival. Awesome. It was canceled because of the hurricane. Oh, that's right. But they decided to elope while they were there, and Alan heard, and he showed up, and he played them a couple tunes. Of course. Like, of course he did. He has that reputation, but you realize... He has that reputation for a reason because he does always do good, kind things for people. And yeah, uh, there was an interview clip of him in the story, and he was saying, you know, there's enough doom and gloom and negative stuff in the world. So any opportunity I have to um, uh, put a smile on someone's face, and you as a musician want your music to be part of the soundtrack of people's lives. Um, yeah. Anyway, the you, point. You know what it it is with him. It's it's really like. He 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 just he seems like he's so happy and like uh, respectful for the position that he's in and yes. the opportunity that he's been given and the fans that listen to and love the music that he's made and his appreciation is is very true and uh, he he's he, he's happy to like you said he's happy to show that and. Uh, um, I think that that has a lot to do with the bods in Newfoundland and Labrador. Like they're always sweet, like very kind and understanding and and self-aware and and yeah, that's that's why he is who he is because it, he's kind of you know how you can't fake that that you can't fake being a nice guy. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can try, and people might think, but like if you know, eventually they go, you know what? That's that's a put on. But uh, especially because yeah. in this day and age, people are looking for ways to knock people down a peg or um, yeah. are, are like a bad story travels so much farther than a good one. He's pretty bomb proof. Yeah. Um, and no, the, the reason he is, is because he always does nice things for that. You get the sense to your point, genuinely for the love of people and undoubtedly genuinely because of the love of music and that is um, definitely woven into the fabric of this part of the world. Like maybe it's because in on the East Coast of Canada, a lot of people don't have much, and a tune is something you can give. Um, yeah, for but sure. it, it's just it's just lovely to hear stories like that and and hear that people are who you hope they are, and he's just continues to find new ways to prove it over and over again. Because just because he can do it doesn't mean. He necessarily will, but he does do yeah. stuff like that all the time. Damn right he does. Damn right so he how does. About, how about the sadness that hit this hit 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 us so hard 
this week with the passing of Norm Macdonald, one of the most legendary Canadian uh, bods of all time. Maybe, well, I'd say, you know, my favorite Canadian comic, but maybe my favorite comic, period. Really? Yeah. Yeah, man. Because um, he kind of had it, he kind of had it all. You know, he had that kind of hard bite of, of like a Richard Pryor where he didn't really, you knew he did not care about what he was saying. He wasn't worried about what you were going to think, what it came out of his mouth. Like there's a reckless abandon to with, to how he did comedy. Hmm. And uh, also uh, very intelligent and like so uh, aware, like in a sense of George Carlin, like just the timing and like understanding the craft of, of uh, a comedy doing a, a set and how like the, I, to me, the, the one of his finest moments was when he, when he uh, saw David Letterman off like that, the, the 10 minutes that he did on that last show of D David Letterman, uh, he went through every emotion. Like he, and he ran the gamut. He was like, he he was political, you know. He he said all these different things, and it, and he started to cry, you know, for a moment, and it, like that was real, and just all of those elements was just a great example of his range. And uh, I didn't know he was sick, and uh, you know he's been battling cancer. He was battling it for ten years. I didn't know that. Oh wow, I didn't and, either. Yeah. So. Um, just, uh, yeah, there, and there's a lot of mystery to him. You know, people kind of knew him, but they didn't really, in a sense. And obviously, if you're a family with him or close to him, you would. But just his persona on Twitter or whatever, like how he would just be kind of just random and talk to anybody and like, or, or you know, uh, live tweet golf events and stuff. Just like classic out there, man. <laughs> Super out there. And um, I must have... I, w I would say my first uh, place I encountered him was as the host of Weekend Update, and I loved his joke yeah. style. I've talked about it before. The um, One of the jokes I remember of his is, plane went down in shark-infested waters off the coast of Miami. Searchers are looking for the bodies. Also joining in the search, sharks. <laughs> Which yeah. is so... Um, it's a perfectly crafted joke. It's mean. It's shocking it's raucous but his id joke do you remember that one um uh, the acronym for id is kind of weird like because you have i that's short for i and d that's short for identification yeah. <laughs> like that i love that outlook yeah. what i didn't know until i've been kind of reading um uh, the remembrances from people in the com comedy community, like guys I really look up to, like Chris Finn and Tim Steves and some of the comics that have been around for a long time, is how much they respect him. Tim Steves told a great story about uh, being in Winnipeg doing a bunch of shows with Norm. And on the second night, he was like, you know what, let's have some fun. I'm going to cut my set short tonight and I'm going to invite you up and we'll do some improv. And Tim was a young comic. He was like, I don't. I don't know how to do that. And Norm was like, don't worry about it. It'll be fun. So Tim thought he was joking. And sure enough, he cut his set short and said, Tim, come on up here. We're going to do some improv. And then he oh said to God. the audience, okay, how do we do some improv? And this woman was like, well, you need occupations. And he's like, all right. 
Uh, so what occupation should we have? <laughs> and then he brought the woman up on stage. She was like, you guys are terrible at this. And he's like, all right, well, then show us how to do improv. So the woman from the crowd was directing them in an improv show. And he realized the whole thing was in and of itself in a performance art. Oh, for sure. So Tim said we did improv every night for three weeks. And by the end of it, we're actually getting pretty good. (laughs) I saw Spenny from Kenny and Spenny uh, posted a thing. Like, it seems like a lot of comics have uh, stories like this. Um, spent a night at Norm's apartment in Santa Monica playing ping pong and just kind of talking about comedy. Um, this guy, Michael Gelbart, who works in the comedy community, said, you know, he met Norm once and was supposed to open for him and it didn't happen. And Norm called him out of the blue a year later and was like, can you do this thing? Like he, it seems like every remembrance is about how nice and, um, kind and generous with his time and knowledge he was. I didn't know that. I knew he was kind Mm of uh, an enigma and no one really knew. Um, I I kind of felt that way about him. Like I didn't know when he was being real or who the real norm was, but it was Burt Reynolds, right? On Turd Ferguson. Isn't that norm? (laughs) Exactly. It's like you can't tell, like whenever he would say like what <laughs> like to the audience, right? right. They, it was always like wow, you know exactly what you were doing there, <laughs> and he'd laugh. He'd have that laugh, his face where you'd be like, you let it go. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it's just such a great. Because he could tell he's like, I'm not even in character right now. That was you know in a sense like you. You felt like he's out of character, but he's not at all. You know, he's still doing the same stuff. It's just and he, he is on a counter. Like and I then that, like, don't play poker anymore I, on a counter. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm, you could never. You never could. Uh, ex, you could never uh, assume what it was gonna. He was gonna say or do. Like uh, sometimes you, you'd think he, he would just like fall on his face for five minutes on purpose. But it ends up being just as funny as if he does this long joke, you know, like uh, the, the stuff about the Germans and that that David Letterman, uh, uh, like the, the last show, it's incredible, like the stuff that he's going through, like he's just, uh, he had a, a style that was just so unpredictable, which was, uh, I mean, that's that you don't see that where someone is just them. And they can't be copied. Like you can't, someone else can can't go and do that kind of a set. Not, not a chance. Right. You know. All right. He had see. the Norm show. Yeah. Right. It was. It, it was so different. Remember, he had the Doug and the Slugs intro. That's. That was Did pretty, he? Yeah. Wasn't it? Was it like making it work or something or one of those jams? One was those it awesome really? Doug, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> It was one of those great Doug and the Slug songs for that show. Making it work. <laughs> I don't know if it was that one, but it was, uh, they were great. So yeah, what a fucking shitty thing to happen. Well, I'm Neil so McDonald, silly. the um, political reporter on CBC, is his brother. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. And, you know, so they're, like, in terms of, like, brains and, and brothers, and they kind of look similar, like, you were like, okay, so, you know... 
there must be an element of that in norm too like just that learned understanding and, and uh, the, the researching mind right right well like leslie nielsen's brother eric being the former minister of national defense for canada <laughs> Yeah. Like, like what's going on in that gene pool? Yeah, like Christmas dinner there, right? What's happening there? I w once inherited, for reasons I can't even remember, a correspondence between Neil McDonald and the then head of CBC News, Tony Berman, in which they went back and forth over several days and weeks, and it was escalating about a debate over whether media is single or plural. So whether Come you should on. say like the media is or the media are, because if they are media representatives from different outlets, it's plural. But if you're talking about them as a group, it's singular. And they were oh. like citing um, uh, things that had happened before and other news articles, like making the case for their thing. Neither of them would let it go. It was oh astonishing. Just and it ramped up to like, basically, you know what? F you. No. No. I beg to differ. F you. You really have to care to get into the weeds on that stuff. I'm dying on this hill right now. Yeah. And, and we're like, we're just having a you know, lunch. Um, it says in Wikipedia, Norm has a son named Dylan McDonald. I didn't know that. Did you? No, I didn't. Sorry oh. about uh, your dad, Dylan. Yeah. But he sure made a lot of people happy in his lifetime. I had to unfollow him on Twitter a few years ago because this, like, VJ Singh for Bogey now on 12. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. stop. <laughs> That's what, It was almost like Andy Kaufman-esque. Yes. He had a little bit of that stuff going where you're like, what the hell? He's been talking about... He's actually into it he likes it well i saw but, someone post they were with him the day he discovered twitter and he just sat on a couch and sent out like a hundred tweets giggling to himself <laughs> <laughs> which i kind of dig and imagining like, that it's like that's pretty good yeah another one let's see what i can do in 10 minutes yeah let's keep firing them out there that's awesome um yes yeah, so that's uh kind of a sad thing that happened for sure one of those like what no i didn't it's enough bad news that's going on right now we didn't need that to happen no i know um I know. before we play this game that uh you came up with which i love um i just wanted to mention as you know we're doing um you know uh sponsorship deals on the pod now and yeah. i think both of us don't want to uh endorse something we don't believe in or um, sure. agree with or align with um, mm -hmm. hello fresh is great is it yeah nice I'm saying stuff. that as an unpaid endorsement yes because we started some ads with them this week but you actually got the box yeah was, yeah I did what was and, it like um what was it it was there were three recipes that here's here's what's great about it and and I'll be honest about why it might work for you and why it might not um it's great because the uh, portions are pre-measured. All the ingredients are there. It walks you through step to step. And so it really uh, eliminates food waste. Okay. Right? So you're not um, so using steps. half of something. You're using exactly what you need to make this specific recipe. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we had um, beef and peppers and potatoes, and it was 
really, it was excellent. Um, and the nice. other thing that I think uh, this system beats is, I don't know if you guys do, I'm sure without a kitchen the last six weeks or so, um, yeah. what should we have for dinner? It eliminates that discussion because um, they have recipes changing all the time. So I just wanted nice. to mention that I tried it and I really enjoyed it. Well done. Nice job. Yeah. So and it's kind of fun play. because um, the girls can be involved in food prep mm -hmm. and it's kind of a nice thing to do together. Dig it, man. Do you know what I mean? I do. I do. So let's play What's Your Handle? Yes. What your What's Your Handle is one of us gives a description of a person and then the other person has to guess what their social media, like Twitter or IG handle. Okay, but we're, so, we're making it up. Yeah, we're making it up. This is completely made up people. Yeah, great. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? For example, you could say uh, uh, an older gentleman who likes poker and watches Wheel of Fortune, and I would say uh, 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 Room for Cream 38. At Room for Cream 38. So that's, it has nothing to do with Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> no, but like you can just hear him saying Room for Cream at the uh, coffee place. That's his thing. Right. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, that's, that's very is, subjective. That's yes. But okay. you got to kind of give the vibe, like you got, you know, you paint the persona and then the other person go, okay, this is what they would call themselves on Twitter. Okay, I want to try. So hit, so hit me. Okay. So uh, you have a truck driver, uh, loves chips, and uh, plays Call of Duty a lot. Oh man! <laughs> what's what's his handle? Okay. What's their handle? <laughs> Trucker, chips, Call of Duty. Mm. It's hard to get something that incorporates all three. The first thing it doesn't have to, but that just gives you a vibe of the person. The first thing that that occurred to me would be like at heavy duty. <laughs> That's pretty good. Because the truck is probably bad. heavy duty, and he likes Call of Duty. But I didn't get chips in there. <laughs> um, That's all right. It's cool. It's just to give a vibe, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just a vibe. That's all. Yeah, I'm just trying to give so a vibe anyone... for this guy. <laughs> I, I don't mind heavy duty. That sounds good. So um, give me one now. Okay, it's uh, um, okay. It's a senior citizen who's really gotten into swimming lately. Okay. Uh, uh, at uh, at senior diver twenty <laughs> two. What's a twenty two <laughs> for? Because there were 21 Just, other senior divers? Yeah, because you can't... Senior diver was taken. Or maybe that's their locker <laughs> number at the, like, seniors pool. Well, 22, because they were born in 22. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> a 99-year-old swimmer? Yes. You said they're senior. Why not? But it probably is a 99-year-old swimmer. Not just a swimmer, a diver. Senior diver. Like, off the platform? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That makes my heart stop just imagining watching them. She, she starts her day with a big cannonball and then a big full-on dive. It's a she? Sure. Funny yeah. that I just pictured a dude. Yeah. I love that it's a she, a 99-year-old woman diver, at Senior Diver, and she's on IG. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. 
firing up pictures of herself. Like, can you grab a like with the big real quick splashing in the goggles, doing a butterfly all into the camera? I kind of want to know her. <laughs> 45-year-old male. Yeah. Uh, works at Pure Later. Yeah. Uh, and uh, loves breakfast. Huh. <laughs> at eggs and ship. Oh, eggs and ships? That's not bad. Eggs oh, and ships. Oh, man, that's wicked for sure. S-H-I-P. Yeah, no, totally. That's, At eggs and that, ship. That's it. Now we're cooking. Now we're now cooking. The game, now the game makes sense. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, okay. How about uh, um, a triathlete? Maybe, yeah, a, a triathlete. Okay. That's it? That's Just it. a triathlete? It's, okay. It's a guy triathlete. What's his handle? Okay. I got gotcha. you. Multiple sweats, 67. Oh, barf. <laughs> Multiple sweat? Yeah. Oh. Spandex Jimmy. <laughs> Spandex Jimmy. Oh, at bike Multiple. swim run. I like it. I like to sweat all all over the place. <laughs> okay, um, you have a uh, a lady in her mid thirties, and she works at A and W. Oh, love it at Mama Burger. <laughs> <laughs> At Mama Burger Maker. <laughs> um, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, Mama Burger Maker. We subscribe to uh, one of Canada's largest um, uh, data companies where we get our cell phones. Yeah. Um, we had a security system with cameras. I think I, think I told you this, right? Cameras stopped yeah. working. Had the security company come look at it, they said, you're not getting enough internet to run the cameras anymore. Yeah. The same company that we have our cell phones with, suddenly our cell phones don't get, an, like, they stop working. So when you say I can't hear no. you, it's because my cell phone doesn't seem to have as, as much jam as it used to. And that's so, the, the other company that you went with that were like, Come on, the water's warm. Well, no, the that's the or internet. The internet's great. Oh, that's it's okay. the, our cell phones, which all of a sudden don't seem to work in our house. Does the internet company have cell phones? <laughs> well, exactly. So the the company that came to look at the security system that said, "Oh, you're not getting enough internet to your house," motivating us to change. If if their theory was we're not getting enough internet in our house. They said companies sometimes turn down the level of reception you're getting or internet you're getting or whatever. Mm. Do you, is that possible? They turn it down? Yeah, yeah, like for whatever reason, we're going to put less, I don't know, yeah, sound wave, sucks. cell tower, whatever in your direction. <laughs> well, I mean, is that possible? What? Well, what happened with my other, my old house was 
um, I had to get the internet provider to come because the, the, it was cutting out all the time. And they said the reason was the, wa- the whatever wiring from the road was like damaged. And I was like getting like 30% of what I should be. Huh. So that's, that's a thing that I know. Like maybe a connection could have an issue with, with the, uh, so then you're not getting enough physically out of whatever stupid line it is. Other well, than that, they have some, like, you know, they, a lot of these companies have like, out, like the, they have p- like pods or whatever that you can plug in to, to uh, expand it. So I don't know. It depends. Well, ours are like our our power lines are buried, but it just it just doesn't make sense. You know, when someone offers a troubleshooting suggestion, and you're like, okay, yeah. but it does that doesn't make sense. Like, well, it's the same thing here. Like the internet cuts out every once in a while. Just like so, like the TV won't will just turn off and then won't come on for five ten minutes. And I, I'm like, well, what the hell's going on? That Like, you have to come here and make sure it's fine from the house instead of, like, they're on the phone and they say, yeah, everything seems to be fine. But, like, how it's not fine. They st- <laughs> Like, they send a bunch of pods and they say, here, to fix this. And still, the Internet c- craps out once in a while. Well, that's what, that's what I don't get because uh, nothing else has changed. It's just yeah. all of a sudden our phones don't work in our house. So yeah, it's not like we changed houses or phones. The only yeah. thing that's different is it, the amount that it works, which is not very much. Which is BS, because if it was banging before, why is it not banging still? Exactly. So I guess what I what I don't understand enough technologically is yeah. what is this? What do they turn down? I know. Or so I... that it suddenly stops working, or what else <laughs> is interfering? Yeah, because it's not like somebody's pounding Fortnite next door and taking up all the data, right? That's, that's not happening, right? No, that's exactly right. Yeah. I love that guy. That's exactly right. <laughs> there was a, a cameraman at CBC in Halifax named Al McPherson who said, that's exactly right. Anytime <laughs> someone made a good point. And it was kind of like Lyndon McIntyre from the Fifth Estate. But yeah. Al was one of, there were three camera guys, Phil, Al, and Jerry. And uh, when I started to buy my own hype in season two of Street Sense around 1989, they all in their own way were like, you're going to want to sort that out. Oh, like take it down a notch, yeah. kid? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That's not exactly right. That's not exactly <laughs> right. right. <laughs> like, you get the, you know like how... Two like, of the older guys are talking, and you're like, I want to talk to them like that. So you start talking, and they're like, no, stop it, yeah. right? I hate that, man. That's bullshit. What? <laughs> when, when like, the, you know, pros act too pro, you know what I mean? Like, I see sometimes in music, there's musicians that act like they're a, jo- you know, I'm the jobber guy, and it's like, I don't talk to to this kind of guy or guy in a music store. Just that bullshit pro thing. Yeah. Kind of looking, you know, because it's only a difference in age. You know what I mean? Just because there's nothing you can do about being young and you are trying to be eloquent, but they're like, take it down a notch. Like, fuck you. You guys are talking like that too. What's up with that, man? Well, I would say in this particular case, um... (laughs) 
I I probably needed a whack on the knuckles, and they weren't. I it wasn't like I was trying to party with them, and they were like, "Get out of here, kid." It was like, "Whoa, you need to um, gain some perspective." So, in the absence of uh, father figure, I'm yeah. I was very thankful that these surrogates were there to be like, "Uh, that's not really how grown ups <laughs> act in the workplace." Oh, okay, right. <laughs> I kind of I want to hear some kind of an example because <laughs> it's so, it's so Well, awesome. I remember sometimes my language would get salty in mixed company. <laughs> okay. And so they would shut that down pretty quick. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> like like that kind of stuff. In, in a kindly, uh, yeah. <clears throat> grandfatherly or fatherly way, like, come here for a second, bud. Let's not swear in front of the kids. <laughs> like, oh yeah, you're right. That that's you shouldn't do that. So I was I was thankful. I didn't feel uh, belittled or or any of that okay. stuff. I was I was into it. I appreciated it. And certainly, All right, so that's yeah. The years that's have gone on. That's not the same thing I was talking about, but for sure. But I get what you're talking about, and I don't dig that either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Because I've been doing this and you have just started, like, I'm going to talk to you like you're a dum dum. Like, no. Last, um, last handle me with care. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Veteran CBC camera operator handle. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I've seen him 25. I've seen him 25. Oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> or I've seen it. I've seen it all. I've seen it all. 38. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you exactly right. Do you know, I was working okay. with an actor yesterday, by the way, who's a veteran Canadian actor and a, just a really um, good dude. His name is uh, Peter McNeil. And I worked with him on Call Me Fits years ago. It was really nice to see him again. Um, I, I made an Edison Twins reference and he was like, oh, I was on that. Like he was what? on it. He was on it. No he played their way. father, and he said every time, oh, like wow. e every several episodes, people would be like, "I don't understand where these children's parents are." He's like, they would write us into an episode or two, so we we'd be their parents. And I was like, "Did you do Beachcombers?" And he said, "No," because he was Toronto based. But he did do a few Littlest Hobos. Yeah, he did for sure. <laughs> of course. Yeah, if you're working as an actor in Ontario in the 80s, you were on a couple episodes of Littlest Hobo. Michael J. Fox and Mike Myers were. One of my friends in school was in an episode up in, when I went to school in uh, near Shelburne. As a what? Just like a, in an episode. I don't even remember. Like just a kid in the, in the show. Love it. That prompted me to say I used to be in the Littlest Hobo for fun. And when I was in OLP and I was touring in America, I used to say I was on the bulk of the series. No. Of Littlest Hobo <laughs> growing up just for when you're bored in interviews or you feel like someone's just asking too many stupid questions. That's when you go to the... I was in Littlest Hobo, you know. So would, would Duncan and Steve like that? <sighs> I don't care. Or you'd do it by yourself when you were just... <laughs> yeah, it's usually my own... Usually like a one-on-one -on -one interview. Right. Like press, like a paper or something. Just to keep it interesting. <laughs> Just to keep it interesting. Well, it's usually was like if things started getting like ridiculous. Like 
if you, you know when you're doing an interview and you're like, no one's gonna want to hear this. These these are boring. This is so boring. Start throwing some gas on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I I I can't remember a time recently that I was more consumed by what was in the bag than what Rain was getting at Canadian Tire. Oh, my God. Just because gosh. all the pieces, all of the mystery of it. Like, can we use the picture I took in Canadian Tire with oh, this yeah. week's pod? For sure. You know what? We we have to use a picture and the video. Like, both. Oh, yeah. We'll put it on Instagram. Here's the thing. Like I say, I don't want him... it's it's No, but it's it's funny. It's not a big deal. It's not it's not offensive. We're, we're not making fun of him. We're just no. like it's just rain spotting in in Truro. It's like it what big, are what are the odds? It was a big deal for Truro to have the rain burger rocking around town. How does he feel about that nickname? I don't I don't know I <laughs> I, I I don't care. But I'm pretty sure he used to think it was funny when he when the bus driver called him that. So wait, the bus in, driver in, called him that? Yeah, Jim Boatman, who was like a legend. Like, used to drive Willie Nelson and all these amazing artists. He used to be in a band himself, in a doo-wop band in the 50s. At so he Rainburger. Was like, he, he wasn't having any bullshit from anybody. So he, uh, like, he call, used to call him Rainburger. And that, like, just to kind of take him down a step and keep him cool. <laughs> and it worked. So the I don't funny think, thing I think, is, like, it's not think, even, like... His name I, I is think Pam, and he calls him Panburger. Like, Rainburger doesn't even make sense, but I, I dig it. I know. It is. And, yeah, and, and it's it had some an, an endearing quality, and I think Rain would probably appreciate that. They were even, like, we even made picks, guitar picks with Rainburger on them. No. Yeah. Like a little burger with rain in the middle of it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I still have a bag of them somewhere. No. Yeah. Well, when you put your hands on them, I want a rain burger I, pick. Yeah, for sure. Good chat, bud. Good chat, bud. <laughs> <laughs>